You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the overreaction Buffalo post game show brought to you by the market dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I am the voice of the overreaction Buffalo post game show. My name is Joe Miller wired and you can find me on Twitter as always at Joe Miller wired victory Monday. Happy victory Monday to you bills mafia. It is great to have you. Thank you so much for joining me at this uh, God awful hour. If you were watching me live right now, you can uh, see that I'm still in my Jersey and hoodie as I got in, <laughs> I got into the homestead. Oh, I, I try to tell you guys that I that it, it takes me literally about 20 to 25 minutes from the time that, well, maybe about 25 to 30 minutes from the time I leave my seat uh, to the time that I actually get home. And, and, and such was the case for this game as well. Got in, got the system set up, got the notes about as brushed and polished as I possibly could have polished them. But we are here. We are ready to go. The bourbon is flowing. We got the notes done. The microphone is live. It's good to have you. Victory Monday. Do me a favor, like and subscribe, whatever platform you are watching on or listening to. We are Super Chat Live. This is a recording of a podcast, but whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now, very late at night, let me just say one more time, welcome. It's good to have you. We have our first Super Chat of the show. From Jake A. Rowe. Jake, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Appreciate you. As always, James Cook has proved himself. We don't need to give up draft capital for a running back. He will be RB1 next year for sure. Jake. Jake. <laughs> I, I appreciate more than you know the Super Chat. And I appreciate you being a part of the show. As I, I jumped in the comments before we went live. And I said, look, guys, I'm going to need a little bit of help during this one. So, uh be a little interactive for this show. So I appreciate the interaction, but um, he had a good drive, Jake. And then he had a good catch after that, a good drive and a good catch. I don't know that he's proven anything yet. I want him to, I want James Cook to be the man. I want James Cook to show that he is ready for prime time. I want James Cook to show us 
that the game is not too big for him, but one drive and one catch after that drive later in the game does not proof make. Pardon me if uh, the jury's just still a little bit out. I'm ready. I want to see more. He's got me chomping at the bit to see more, and I think he did enough in this game with the couple of opportunities that he had to tell the coaching staff or prove to the coaching staff that he's ready to be seen a little bit more. I like the idea of James Cook being the number one running back, being RB1 next year, especially with the fact that, you know, the reality we are dealing with is Bill's Mafia is that Devin Singletary is probably not going to be here unless he takes a serious hometown discount. He's just not a running back that's probably going to make it to his second contract with the Buffalo Bills for a number of reasons. But as a one-two punch, if James Cook can begin to build on his performance in this football game, I would agree with you, but I don't know that I've seen and I don't think I don't think he's proved himself yet. I love the comment. I love I appreciate the super chat, but uh just pumping the brakes a little bit. Got in the super chat from uh, Buffalo Archives now. The Green Bay defense uh running their interception down 17. Uh-oh, just flipped on me. Hang on a second. Uh INT down 17 to the end zone was a joke. Uh it was a joke in the stands as well. Played like they were trying to salvage individual pride and moral victories all game. This is a really stellar point. I th- this is a great comment. The the whole game was weird, right? The whole entire game, and and I want to get to that here in a second. So Buffalo Archives, now thank you for the super chat. Hold that thought real quick. I need to do before we get into this thing. I need to do a programming note. Last week on the show, I told everybody that the, that the John Fina show was moving to Tuesdays, eight o'clock or nine o'clock after Code of Conduct. Um, we did the Joel Allen interview last week on Tuesday at nine o'clock after Code of Conduct, and we have been informed uh, by the powers that be that we are not allowed to, as of yet, move to Tuesdays. So uh, the 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 off tackle with John Fina show will continue to be on Mondays, eight p.m. Unfortunately, we are going to be kind of hamstrung a little bit as it pertains to being able to do video stuff and and just using the, the all 22 just because the all 22 does not come out until Tuesdays for some reason. It says within 24 hours, but it's never within 24 hours of game time. So if uh, you are a fan of the off tackle with John Fina show, just make the mental note for yourself uh, that, uh, that 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 show is still going to continue to air on Mondays at 8 p.m. for the foreseeable future. Maybe next year we can get into Tuesdays. Um, so just wanted to throw that out there at the top of the show. I'll mention it again at the end of the show. My friend, Joe Marino, my good friend, Joe Marino says dub club, but what a weird game. What an incredibly just strange game. This was, and it kind of goes back to what Buffalo archives now said. They played like they were trying to salvage individual pride and moral victories all game. I mean, there was, the game was just, it was just strange. They're 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 in the they're in the third quarter with zero sense of urgency, running the ball at huge clips, six, seven, eight, ten yards a clip. I mean, they were finding great success up the middle, but then they would huddle, take their time getting to the line. They were down three possessions. It got to the fourth quarter. It was just a very very weird game from the Packers. Even in the last five five four five minutes of the game, it was just strange. It was like there was an aspect of, you know, we're going to go out here and we're going to try to execute some plays as a team and try to not right the ship, but see if we can find some semblance of fluidity as a team, as an offense. But we're really not going to try to win this game. 
it was it was a very strange game and you know the buffalo bills were content to let them at times we'll get into that but buffalo archives now thank you so much for the super chat appreciate you appreciate everybody that's in the chat i did not get to welcome everybody in the comment section just because i'm a little bit off my game but uh for all of you that are piled into the comment section thank you so much for being here Thank you for being a part of the show. Those of you that uh, are going to make it through the show, appreciate it. Those of you that have to drop off maybe, you know, mid, (laughs) just because it's late and you got to work in the morning, I appreciate you too. Joe Marino, Dub Club. My guy, Joe Marino, Dub Club. Weird game. You know, I said uh, last week on the show, on the program, the bye week episode, I said that uh, the only team that can beat the Buffalo Bills are the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, while they they were never in any real danger of losing this game, Peyton Plays sent me a, a video of his knee bouncing. <laughs> we're, we're up two possessions or three possessions. Why is my knee bouncing like this? And I'm going to I'm going to say that I was not nervous in the stands. At all, I wasn't nervous. Yes, when Aaron Rodgers let that amazingly beautiful uh, touchdown pass go to the wide-open receiver, 83, and I can't place his name. We'll get to it in the stats here in a second. I mean, it was a beautiful throw, and it was like, well, that's unfortunate. It brought them within two possessions. But even after that, they weren't even really in hurry-up mode as a team, getting back to the just, it was a weird game. But the Bills, did, you know, they did a very good job of, at times, hurting themselves, Right. They put themselves in a position where had that been a much better team, had that been a team that could have maybe mounted some sort of momentum, it, you know, but it wasn't. It was Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers circa 2022. But it was, you know, getting into this game and even before it, you know, it was a beautiful fall evening. There was no wind in the stadium. It was like 52 degrees, but literally I was dressed in my jersey and a hoodie and wasn't cold at all. It was fantastic. But the Bills played like a 5-1 and one team, and they played like a 5-1 and one team in prime time, again, prime time for the most part against a 3-4 and four Packers team. When you look at the history of these two organizations playing, we've, we've heard about it all week. They've played 14 times. The Bills are undefeated at home against the Packers, and that streak remains. Now the Bills lead the series 9-6 to all time. The Packers came into this game struggling as a team, losers of their last three in a row, facing the best team in football in the Buffalo Bills. So getting back to that comment, you know, moral victories, I mean, maybe that is what they were doing in this game. I, It was strange. I, I, I dare any of you, challenge any of you, while we're excited for the win, and, you know, the Bills are now 6-1, and one, and they've got a firm grasp on the you know the AFC as a whole and the one seed even still with the Jets coming in this next week. It was just a weird game. And I'm not upset about it, so don't get the wrong idea. I'm not negative at all. Like, it was the Bills won, and they, they were up three possessions most of the football game, and fit, and they beat the spread, I think, right? was it the Where did the spread end? Ten and a half? Maybe they didn't beat the spread. I think they finished 10 point. I can't remember. It was either 10 and a half or 11 and a half, but regardless, they still won by double digits. But this was, I think, was, I think, I think the reason I may be disappointed is not in the win. I'm not disappointed in the win. The Bills' win was great. I mean, any anytime you come out with the dub, big dubs, that's all that matters. But I think, I think, I, I, I think for me, I was, I was 
internally wildly anticipating watching Josh Allen face off against Aaron Rodgers, even though I know that this Packers team has not been good this year and Aaron has been off, you know, and we even watched it in this football game, right? So, I mean, the the Packers came into this football game, what were they, 20% of their plays were screen passes and they were every bit of that number, if not more in this football game when they weren't running the ball up the middle, straight up the gut, they were throwing screen passes. But I just, I had this anticipation that it was going to be a pretty good show. I, I expected the Bills to win. I expected the Bills to win by double digits. I sort of expected them to beat the spread, but I just expected more from Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team. It was just a little weird. We got to talk with Jerry Ostrowski on Wednesday just about some of the similarities between Josh and Aaron. Style of play. Josh has taken a lot of his game from Aaron, and you know you can begin to see it here and there. And as Aaron was breaking the pocket down, or moving the pocket, or or working off script and getting off platform, like you you know working out of structure, you could kind of see you know Josh similarities in that. We're all very familiar with the mentorship that that Aaron has provided Josh in a lot of ways. That Aaron, you know Josh has spent time with Aaron and their friends. I just I think I, I think the game left me wanting right. Is that, is that a good way to say it? So I think I think I would have felt more satisfied is not the right word. I think it would have felt more like I got what I wanted if it was a little bit, you know, if the Bills won by double digits. And I know these are all hypothetical, stupid things to talk about. But, you know, if the game was, you know, 34 to 24 and it was a little more high flying shootout or, you know, 38 to 27 or something like that. Or if the Bills just thumped them, which they didn't. They didn't do that either. It was just it was just a weird game and I and I think that's okay can we all agree that that's just okay I think sometimes it's just okay Jessica tennis with the super chat thank you so much the bills were disjointed and unfocused in my opinion that's what Jessica says Jessica thank you so much for being consistent and always being a part of the show I appreciate you more than you know um I I think I understand I think disjointed is a better word but I don't, I don't know that I would use <sighs> disjointed is closer. Unfocused isn't the right word. This game, you know, it, it, it ebbed and flowed, right? I mean, it, 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 it had good points. It had bad points. There was times when the bills offense executed really, really well. And then there were times when the offense didn't execute very well. And they kind of made mistakes. Josh Allen threw that one ball into the dirt just to kind of throw it away. And it got intercepted. That was an incredibly freak play. Just things you don't see from Josh Allen. The one ball throwing back across his first interception, throwing back across his body. You know, that's a ball nine times out of 10, Josh completes. Probably 19 out of 20 times, 29 out of 30 times, Josh completes that, ba- that pass. He left it a little short. It was a little, little bit low, a little bit short. Gabe Davis was working back towards it. I believe it was Gabe Davis. So disjointed, herky-jerky, maybe, right? So times it was good, times it was bad. They started out really good. He dropped a couple balls right into the bucket. The one to Stephon Diggs down the middle, the deep ball to Stephon Diggs down the middle of the field. He just dropped it, laid it right in the bucket. And then there was just some throws that Josh missed, and I think that happens. In my notes, I've got he had some precision throws, right? He he had some typical, atypical Josh Allen thread-the-needle throws. And then there was just a couple where he wasn't sharp. But, you know, I think <clears throat> I think if you're going to have this type of a game and they're going to happen, 
you want them to happen against a team like the Green Bay Packers, especially when you consider that the Patriots won, the Dolphins won. The Patriots actually winning helped us, right? Because the Jets were, were they four and two or five and two? Four, five and two pushed them down a little bit, but the Dolphins winning. So this game was important. The Bills needed this game, they needed to win. But I just, I just had this anticipation. Like, I, I had an expectation of what we were going to get from this football game. And when it comes down to it, you know, some teams are hard to hate. The Packers are one of those teams. Am I the only – there's probably people out there that vehemently hate Aaron Rodgers, and the reality is he's not doing himself any favors right now with just his attitude, his personality, and the things that he's saying in the press. They're just a hard team to hate. Like, I, I like Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Jones. Like I, I, I like guys. I like Robert Tunyon. I like their defense. They're just the Packers are they're they're akin to us. They're kind of like a cousin to the Buffalo Bills. Small market team, gritty, great fan base. Yeah, it's it's just hard for me to it's hard for me to dislike the Packers. It's hard for me to dislike Aaron Rodgers. It's just what it is. You guys are killing killing it with the super chats. Appreciate you, Saxa Dave, my guy, Dave, all the way over from the UK. You think it's late, question mark. Bless you. <laughs> We're never sharp after the bye, despite being 6-0. and It's October. I'm happy we aren't hitting our A game yet. Still 6-1, and baby. I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't, I don't have the mental recollection to argue yes or no to that. So I, I almost wish, wish Chris Jenke was in the room to, to con- either confirm what you're saying, Dave, or to... Right, go against it. Are we not sharp coming off the bye? Is that I mean we win? We're Sean McDermott's now six and oh coming off the bye, but have we traditionally not been very good coming off the bye? I don't know. I don't have an answer. <laughs> Dave, thank you for the super chat. Uh it's six hours ahead there, so he's been up all night. <laughs> In case any of you were wondering what he was alluding to uh it's late over there in blackpool i believe is where dave is from blackpool england the buffalo bills luckily they were you know the the defense was er good early in this game which set them up to hold off the packers late not that the packers were making a huge challenge right i mean it was weird is there another word for this game and what the packers did other than weird just weird but, the, you know, the, the, the Buffalo Bills were determined early. If, if you look at this game in halves, right, in the tale of two halves, early on the Buffalo Bills were, were determined to establish the run, and they found some early success. And I think at one point in time I actually put in my notes, it is right here, uh, Devin Singletary making a case to be RB1. I thought Devin Singletary in that first half played super good. I thought Tamar Hamlin, as an aside, also played really good early. And then in the second half, that run game, they just, the Green Bay Packers made some adjustments defensively, did some things different, and basically kind of swallowed the run game up for the Bills. But the good news is is the defense being good early, as I said, set them up to hold them off late because the defense was getting gashed in the second half. The Packers also found a way to kind of get, and it was it was clear when you watch this game, and I'm sure that, it, that when I when I rewatch it, the TV version of it, 
you know, it was clear in the stands that the Bills were doing, they were taking away Aaron Rodgers. They were basically telling the Packers, you're going to run the ball if you need to, but Aaron Rodgers is, we're not going to get into a, you know, a, 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 a bomb contest between Aaron and Josh. That's not how we're going to play this game. Uh, you know, it, it's generally pretty typical when you see a wild underdog go against a, a beast or a machine of an offense like the Buffalo Bills. They'll try to play keep away. And, and, and the Green Bay Packers did that in this game. They did their very best. I've got halftime stats on my phone. Uh, at, at the half, the, the the Packers actually had more time of possession than the Bills, despite being down by three scores. <laughs> they were they were doing their best to keep the Buffalo Bills offense off the field. The problem is, is every time the Buffalo Bills offense got on the field, they scored a touchdown. And if you remember, it was funny because it rang in my ears. Sean McDermott from 2020 and 2021 saying we've got to score touchdowns. You remember those, the stretches in those two seasons where the offense just wasn't playing well? In both those seasons, there was a small stretch where the offense wasn't doing well. And McDermott said in both years, if I'm not mistaken, we've got to score touchdowns. And that's this offense. This offense is an offense that doesn't punt very often, doesn't kick a ton of field goals, but they score touchdowns. Packers tried to play keep away. It didn't work. <laughs> you're playing keep away with the Buffalo Bills. Two minutes into the second quarter, you're it's, it scores 14 to nothing. <laughs> There's an at, like I put in my notes, literally, I said keep away. And at two minutes into the second quarter, so at the 13 minute mark in the second quarter, it's 14 nothing. And I'm like, run the ball if you want, because the, the Packers were running the ball. They're like, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the football the whole game. And the Bills were like, well, we got a 14 point spot on you. So if you want to run it, be my guest because it's not going to get you anywhere in this game. And it didn't. Like I said, the Packers were intent on running it and the bills were content to let them as long as they stopped 12 and the Buffalo bills offense scores touchdowns, which they did when they needed to, you know, it's funny too, because like that green Bay offense that they're running right now is a little bit embarrassing. I mean, put your just think about it. If you were a Packers fan, and, and we just kind of established most of us don't hate the Packers, but we don't watch the Packers necessarily. At least I don't week in and week out. But put yourself in the shoes of, of a Packer, a lifelong Packer fan, one that's been watching Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who's basically gonna waltz his way into the Hall of Fame the day, you know, five to the day five years after he retires. It was, they're just, it's an embarrassing offense. It's an embarrassing offense when you've got 12 behind center. And all you're doing is throwing screen passes to the tune of 20% of your offense, if not more. Running the ball, which I know that they were finding success early or not early, but late running. They were it just, it, it, you, Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. Imagine what Bills Mafia would be like if all of a sudden the Bills offense came out in 2023 throwing behind the line of scrimmage more than they're throwing, almost more than they're throwing downfield and basically handcuffing Josh Allen. We would lose our minds. We would lose our ever-loving minds. That Green Bay offense is embarrassing, in my opinion. It's embarrassing, and, and it's it's... It's almost offensive 
to the quarterback they've got behind center. Now, I know that their offensive line maybe hasn't been great this season. They played pretty well tonight. I know that their wide receivers are a bunch of no-name guys and, you know, Cobb is hurt and everybody else on the planet, their, their first round or their, their rookie is, is hurt and, you know, uh, uh, Lazard is hurt. I know that most of their weapons that way as far as wide receivers are hurt. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that has made NFL professional quality wide receivers out of dudes before. Do you honestly believe he can't do that with these guys? Weird game. Just a weird game. Just a weird, weird game. Oh, and and do we even want to talk about the officiating in this game? <laughs> How, why the Bills continue to get just these officials that try to affect the game in a negative fashion. And I know that every fan base cries foul when it comes to this, and we see it in other games as well, but right down to the very first sack that the Bills had taken off of the board. No, it was the second sack. Grusso, uh, uh, Greg Rousseau got the first sack, and then there was another sack that was taken off the board, if I'm not mistaken. The first one that was taken off the board. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain. I apologize. Aaron Rodgers is in the pocket, milling around a little bit. I don't know for how long, two seconds, three seconds. Gets sacked. It wasn't a fast sack. He kind of went down slowly. Hits the ground, all the motion is over, and then the back judge throws a flag. Literally, he was he was right beneath me. The play is over. Over. And like he reaches into his belt and then throws his flag super late. For an illegal hands-to-the-face penalty that happened immediately off the ball within the first three yards of contact of the wide receiver. It was wildly strange. And that wasn't the only one. And that same back judge threw another illegal use of hands to the face against the Packers in the second half, I believe. It was just, just the officiating was bad. There was just, it was, it just wasn't. The Packers are, are out there playing the number one defensive line in football. with a patchwork offensive line that Aaron Rodgers, the one of the goats in this league, all-time greatest, doesn't trust. Did they have a holding penalty? <laughs> Is that possible to not have a holding penalty? It's just a weird game, bro. I think I think the point in this as it pertains to once again, having to play the other team and the officials. Is it's really nice when your your football team doesn't even bat an eye at bad officiating either. This is one. This is a game. I, I said it at the top of the show. I told you guys last week. The only team that can beat the Buffalo Bills right now is the Buffalo Bills. This is a game. A year and a half ago, a year ago. Two years ago, this is a game the Bills lose. It's a game that they get up early, right? And they get that lead. We've seen them do it in the past. The, the, the momentum shifts. The other team comes out in the second half, begins to run the ball, grinds them out. Quarterback starts to get a little bit, you know, 
sporadic, inaccurate. Officiating begins to like build up against you, hurt you a little bit. This is a game that this football team in years past loses, but not anymore. That's not who this team is anymore. This team is good. This is a good football team, good enough to beat. Teams are supposed to beat. Good enough to beat bad officiating to the point where it doesn't even fit. Watching the demeanor of the Buffalo Bills on the sideline and on the field when bad calls happen, they almost don't even care. They just line up again. All right, whatever, fine. Yeah, sure, there's times when, you know, Josh will take exception or somebody will take exception, but for all intents and purposes, like they just don't even care anymore. They're like, that's fine. Oh, what's that? It's third and 12 now because of a bad penalty. All right. We'll just, we'll just get a first down at third and 12. Just wild. Super, super wild. There's some weird decisions. Total, total rabbit trail. Uh, squirrel moment as I'm working through just my notes and what I'm thinking about. There was a couple of times when Josh uh, early on could have, I think the first drive even, like he could have easily made the first down, checked the ball deep. It was incomplete, but there was, there was just a lot of weird decisions. There was a lot of, there was, it was just a weird game. But we won. <laughs> That's all that matters. Dub club, weird game. Don't want to watch a game like that again. Glad we got that one out of the way. We get that ugly win out of the way. Dub club, big dubs. Don't want to watch that game again. <laughs> Payton plays my guy with the super chat. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. After that disappointing performance, JA 17 is only on pace for 6,081 all purpose yards in post game. He was critical of himself. Translation. I'd hate to be a jets fan next week. Uh, you know, and that's the best thing, you know, it, inevitably undoubtedly somebody is going to tweet at me or leave a comment on YouTube about how negative I'm being and we won and it's hard to win in this league all true and I'm not being negative I'm just telling you guys how I feel I feel felt it was a weird game think there were some things that they can improve on I'm not worried in the least I'm not worried about Josh Allen I'm not worried about Stefan Diggs I'm not worried about the defensive line I'm not I'm a little bit worried about Jordan Poyer being injured and the, the injuries that he's battling, he is struggling physically, pushing through, but it's not ideal. I, I, I need a healthy Jordan Poyer, especially without Micah Hyde. But believe me and hear me when I tell you that this was a big win. This was an important win. Very this was an this was this was an important win to keep pace pace and keep in front of the Chiefs, right? Matt Thompson says, nobody should be worried. You shouldn't. Nobody should be worried. Nobody should be upset. And, you know, I, I haven't seen any of Twitter. I haven't seen through the game or post game. I'm about to read everybody's tweets that you guys sent me. But at the end of the day, there's probably people out there that are losing their minds. But no, nobody, nobody should be worried at all. DMX says, why does this feel like a loss? Uh, it just, it, I think, I think there's an aspect of, you know, it, it didn't feel or didn't look the way that we're used to it looking, but it was, it, it was a win. It is victory Monday. It is victory Tuesday. If you're listening on Tuesday, it's victory Wednesday. If you're listening or watching back on Wednesday and that's all that matters. It's a good week to be a Bills fan. It's a good year. It's been a good year to be a Bills fan. 
some reason I've got in my notes here, at 632 left, Rodgers pulls them within two possessions and the Bills, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I think I was expecting the Bills to answer or respond, and I don't I don't remember if they did. I think they ended up punting, right? So they punted off that last one. So this is, this is a, a miss on me from my notes. So we'll just move past that. I want to get to the story of the, the story of this game. And I think the story of this game and what we learned from this football game, real quick, I'm going to have a super chat pop in. There it is. Uh, another super chat from Sacks today for my guy. I said it before this year just feels different. That's, I think that's a good way. I think that's a good way to say it. I think the, I think our, it's not our, is, is it the, our expectations are, are so high? There's just a, there's just a, what we're used to seeing, what we're used to watching, what we're used to feeling from this Bills team. And when we don't get, fee, feel, or see that, I think there's an aspect for us that it's like, well, that was different. That was a little weird. And this game was absolutely weird. I should have titled this weird. But to Dave's point, this year just feels different. There's, We're going into these games expecting to win. And that actually goes along with, that's a good segue into my story of this game. I don't remember where we were in the game. It was probably in the middle of the second quarter, towards the end of the second quarter. And it just hit, it just hit me, that, like the story of this game. The Bills are a football team, a good football team, which they've been good for a couple of years. But the hump that they've jumped across or jumped over, they are they are they are no longer playing down to their opponents. Oh, but Joe, you just got done saying that there was an ebb and flow, and there was a hill in the valley, and there was times when they were sharp and times when they were making mistakes. Yes, but they they still won by two touchdowns, or they still won by two possessions. They still won by double digits. And early in that game, when it mattered, the Bills were foot on the gas. How many times have we seen the Bills last year against the Jacksonville Jaguars come out and not be able to do anything playing down to their opponent? There were several games in the last several years where this, this team would play down to their opponent. We, we've talked about it on this show many times over the last couple of years. This just doesn't look like a football team that plays down to their opponent anymore. Now they they know who they are. They know what they can accomplish. They know how they can play. They know what the expectation is, even of themselves and their coaches. They faced a bad football team in this game, the Green Bay Packers, with a Hall of Fame quarterback. And they did exactly what they should have done. While it was weird and didn't look, maybe, as pretty as we want it to look, they still won, and they won soundly. And it wasn't because of a garbage-time touchdown in the end of the game where they ran at the clock in the last six minutes and ended up with a 10-point lead. No, they basically, it was a law of diminishing returns for this game in the second half. They were, the, the opportunity was there for the Packers to chew into that lead, and the Packers were decided, well, we're just going to run the clock out starting in the third quarter and go on an eight-minute drive or a seven-minute drive, whatever it was. It was crazy. To me, the story of this football game is the fact that, like, we have reached another threshold, another level with this football team, and that level, that threshold, is that we're no longer at this point seemingly playing down to our opponents when they're not as good as us. All, all positives, man. Big dubs. Big freaking 
dubs. Big dubs. I want to talk about the scoring drives real quick. Just because I got them right here. The Bills' first touchdown scoring drive uh, in the first quarter. What was it? Uh, that was that was the uh, the little the little flip pass to Dawson Knox. Uh, Josh Allen easily, I felt probably could have taken it in. Josh Allen was making a concerted effort to not put his body super at risk. There was there was a couple plays where I was like, you probably could have just thrown that away instead of like getting tackled for no gain. But there was a lot of opportunity. Josh slid in this game, which was awesome. But that first touchdown pass, uh, and I'm and I'm trying to go go through it. It's first and ten at the Green Bay 17. Devin Singletary right guard uh, to the Green Bay 16 for for one yard. Second and nine after that, Green Bay at the Green Bay 16 shotgun. Isaiah McKenzie right end at Green Bay 21 for five yards. Third and 14 from the Green Bay 21. Josh Allen scrambles left end to the Green Bay uh, one. Uh, it says Green Bay one for 20 yards. I don't think that's right in my notes here. Oh yeah, it is. It was down to the one. It was down to the one yard line. That's right. Yeah. And then first and goal to Green Bay one. Singletary up the middle for no gain. And then the play where Josh runs out like he moves the pocket and he and he and he and he dips out of the pocket and he avoids the first guy, which was incredible. Like he dips his shoulder and gets under the first guy and then just pops up and like tosses it to uh to Dawson Knox in the back of the end zone. And Dawson was like, "I've been standing here for like five minutes. It's about time he threw me the ball." <laughs> just funny just funny stuff the second touchdown uh drive for the bills first and 10 at the bills 49 josh allen sacked how fun was that second and 10 from the bills 49 josh allen short pass in the middle of devin singletary to the green bay 35 for 16 years devin singletary had himself a game he just had a really really good game first and 10 at the green bay 35 it says no huddle. Interesting. Josh Allen short pass to the right to Stefan Diggs to the Green Bay 26 for nine yards. This was an interesting play because they did not. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to sidebar another sidebar for me. This is the play where where Stefan Diggs fumbled. Now you guys got to see it on the TV. The replays in this game in the stadium were awful. One thousand percent awful the matt milano interception that wasn't an interception they gave us one replay for they, they replayed the same replay about 75 times and it was behind him so you couldn't see anything then they gave us one replay in the front which you also couldn't see because the bottom of the screen was clipped off that digs that digs fumble i don't even think we got a replay on it i thought for sure he was down that was annoying. That was another part of the weirdness. Like it's Sunday night football. There's there's camp the, like the camera that goes along the sideline. There was two cameras stacked on it. So normally there's like the one guy at the top. This one had two guys. So there was two cameras. There's cameras everywhere. The the wire camera, cameras everywhere, but they couldn't give us replays in the stadium. It was weird. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry, rabbit trail. And then second one at the Green Bay 26, Josh Allen tosses the ball to Stephon Diggs. And that was the one, that was the play where Stephon rolls into the end zone, jumps up, and then the number 23, who he obviously has a beef with, which comes to, uh, apparently there's a quote floating around from Stephon Diggs <laughs> that he was going to F and finish it or he did or something like that. The dude like ripped him to the ground. They were going, they were, they were battling all, they were battling the whole game. Whole game. Third touchdown drive by the Buffalo Bills. What it started, the uh, the Buffalo 20, Josh Allen short passed to, uh, to, to Dawson Knox for nine yards. Second one, James Cook, right guard to the Buffalo 46 for 17 yards. It was the big run, the great run that he had. First and 10 for the Buffalo 46. James Cook, left end to the 50 for four yards. This is this is the drive that everybody was like, oh, he's proven this to me. It was a great drive. He, he played well. Second six at the 50, James Cook left end pushed out of bounds for seven yards. In the Green Bay 28, first and 10, Josh Allen short pass to Stephon Diggs to the Green Bay 21 for seven yards. Second and third for the Green Bay 21, Josh Allen passed to the middle to Isaiah McKenzie to the Green, uh, Green Bay 13 for eight yards. First and 10 from the Green Bay 13. Josh Allen up the middle for seven. And this was a wonderful play by Isaiah McKenzie. Second and four from the Green Bay seven. Isaiah McKenzie gets the little jet sweep. And then makes that wonderful move as he gets out to his left side, right? Freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. So those are your three touchdown drives. This is interesting to me. And I, I, I alluded to or talked about this a second ago. The halftime stats for this game were... Interesting. So at the half, the the Green Bay Packers had 132 total yards. The Bills had 234. 49 passing yards for the Packers, 127 for the Bills. 83 rushing yards for the Packers, 107 for the Bills. So you can see at this point, like, Bills 9 yards per play, the Packers 4.7. The Bills are dominating them, right? 12, 12 first downs to 9. 26 total plays to 28 total plays. And it, it all comes down to that yards per play piece, which gets back to that embarrassing offensive scheme that the Packers are running with Aaron Rodgers. But what's wild is the the the, the Packers actually had like four, four more minutes of time of possession in that first half, and they're down by three scores, 24 to seven. It's a three-possession football game. Just wild. And by the end of the game, when you're looking at the uh, the actual stats, you know, the, the, the game finishes out kind of equal. Total yards for each team. The Green Bay Packers had 398. The Bills had three, uh, 369. Passing yards, 190 to 216. Rushing yards, 208. 150 yards rushing in that second half for the Packers. 153 yards rushing for the Bills, which isn't exactly something to sneeze at. And then things kind of leveled out yards per play because the Bills obviously got a little sloppy. 
in the second half, 6.8 for the Bills, 6.3 for the Packers. The game leveled out, evened out quite a bit. The, the Packers still ended the game with more time of possession. Excuse me. Josh Allen finishes the day 13 and 25, 218, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Not a great day for Josh Allen. He just, there was times he had some really super precise throws, and then there was times he just was off. And it happens. It's it's not a big deal. It's it's he's gonna go back to the dart, the drawing board, and he's gonna fix what he's got to fix. And it's 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 nothing to to fret about. Devin Singletary rushing was 14 of six or 14 carries rather for 67 yards, 4.8 average RB1. Josh Allen was six for 49 yards, 8.2. James Cook, five for 35, seven yards. Obviously helped with that big long run. Isaiah McKenzie, two for two for the touchdown. Buffalo Bills receiving. Stephon Diggs was six for 108 and 18 yard, uh, 18 yard average with a touchdown. James Cook was one for 41. It was a great, I thought he was going to score on that catch. Gabe Davis was two for 35. Devin Singletary, one for 16. Dawson Knox, two for 10. Isaiah McKenzie, one for eight. Sacks on the day. Matt Milano had a sack. He could have intercepted the ball three times, got away with one interception. Looks like there's only one recorded sack for this football game. It was a, it was a good game. It was it was it was a fun game to watch. It was it, the story was different, right? I mean, it's a it's 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 one of the ones where you're probably we're probably gonna forget about it. <laughs> just because it's not going to live in our memory is something that like is always going to be there. It was a good football game. And any time, anytime you win in this league and that's what you're going to hear the player say, and I haven't seen any of the post game stuff. Any, anytime you win that win in this league, you know, this is hard. It's, it's hard to win. So it's a good thing. Before I jump over to the tweet reads, I'm going to do a quick read for Western New York beer trail. The brand new 2023 trail pass from Western New York beer trail is now available. The 2023 pass is bigger and better than ever. And there's no better time to get, uh, to get ready for next year than right here, right now. The new pass features 53 area breweries, satteries, meteries, and beer bars all over Western New York. While almost every stop still offers the second half price beers with your pass. There are several others. I'm sorry, several other offers available from select locations, such as discounts on flights, food, and merchandise. You can save over $400 with the offers in this book, like T, like a T-Bass field goal you can't miss. Man, I'm all over the place tonight. The 2023 Trail Pass and other beer trail items are available at our website, www.wnybeertrail.com. Just click on the shop tab, and now through November 15th, use the code THEVOICE15 to save on your entire order. This is the perfect way to start your holiday shopping early and even get yourself a little something for Christmas. We at Western New York Beer Trail are proud to support everything local, craft beer, small business, and local charities. Watch for our meetups and fundraising events along the way. Western New York Beer Trail, drink local, support local. We'll see you on the trail. If you like beer, you want to get that pass. Trust me on this one. I've got one. Uh, where is it? Right here. That's what it looks like. It's pretty sweet. It's got like a whole bunch of pages of all the different like beer places that you can go. And it's got all the coupons, just like it says, where you can actually get uh, half price beers. Get yourself one. It's freaking stellar. Freaking stellar, my friends. So let's do this. Let's read some tweets. Because it's that time of the show. I sent out a tweet after this show. I said, how's that win? Got you feeling, Bills Mafia? Tweet me and let me know. I'll be reading your tweets live on the Overreaction Post Game Show shortly. And because I'm a man of my word, 
here we are. My guy, Saxa Dave, who was just uh, super chatting us with the first tweet. Dude, we're six and one and to have low and we have loads to clean up. It's friggin' awesome. I'm only upset over the Poyer injury and I haven't heard yet what he, how, if, how bad he's hurt. I just know that he came out of the game. We were all worried about the first half of the season schedule and we're the one seed six and zero after the bye week. But we've never been great after the bye. Always take the dub. Appreciate you, Dave. C-Dub uh, at Chris Wells, 73. Been a long time, or it's been a long time since I've uttered the words, Josh Allen, what are you doing? Great game. Hope Poyer is okay. Hashtag Go Bills. Hashtag You're Welcome Vikings. Hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. Going to retweet that one. At Bills Media 716, win pretty, win ugly. Running backs fumble, quarterbacks throw interceptions. Hmm, heard that somewhere before. At the end of the day, 6-1 feels amazing. On to the Jets. Hope I can get out. Uh, to a game and meet you at a tailgate this season, bro. Go Bills. Dude, let's go, man. Get your get your fanny over to one Bills drive. Let's watch some football together. Bipolar Bills fan at Jedi Josh Allen. I wish Josh would have had a... a I wish Josh would have had to a had a get right drive. Oh, I guess or towards the end. My bad. Uh, played his worst half of football this season to finish the game. Hate ending in that way. Hate ending the game that way. I think Josh hates ending the game that way, too. So there's there's definitely a feeling in that second half where things just weren't really going right. So I agree with you. I apologize I butchered that, but uh, it just read funny to me. Johnny O at JD77742869 reminds me of their wins last year. Josh playing reckless. But what's up with Packers laughing and talking smack like they're winning? That was odd. Adams every play celebrating first downs, even though uh, they're down by a fair amount. And the broadcast just... Uh, praying for a comeback while well, the broadcast is looking for news or they're looking for like something to watch right ethan tweedy at tweedy underscore a glad we got the win but uh we saw rookie josh allen in the fourth quarter need to clean it up asap uh this i think it's, i think this is corn <laughs> k-o-r-a maybe it's karen at goose bray bills g-o-o-s-a-b-r-e bills Tale of two games tonight. First half was awesome. Second half was blah and lots of mistakes and got to be able to stop the run. But it's a dub on the next hashtag go Bills. Still hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. Hashtag Bills Mafia. I'm right there. It seems like we're all on the same page for this. J-Rock at J-Rock 1721 feels great. That was still Aaron Rodgers out there. Yes, it was. And boy, did he throw a beautiful pass to my side of the field. It was great. What a gorgeous throw that was. Bill S at Crazy Bill. Second half was like when you rip a toenail off too far down, just slow and annoying pain. Grateful we got the dub on the next game with confidence. They will clean this stuff up. Josh Brown with the next one at Josh Brown 06. Even as bad a or even as a bad game, uh, and you still win by 10. I feel pretty good. Right there with you. Liking that one. Fran at Dan 204-67189. The bye week rust was our toughest opponent all year. And the mistakes we had are very uh, fixable. Absolutely true. LLIJ at LLIJTPS. Amazing. Six and one is amazing. Number one seed in the AFC right now. Tim Ashenfelter at Tim 9403252020. Excuse me. Allen, second half. Oof. <laughs> Should have ran on the first interception and then threw it out of the neck or out of the back of the end zone versus. Uh, uh, the frown and feet of the wide, wide receiver. Glad the Bills were up big versus an inferior opponent. Agreed. Can't complain about that. 
I can't disagree necessarily about that. Bills backers of Kansas City at Bills backers KC. Dubs or dubs? Humble and hungry. See you in seven days, New York Jets. New Jersey Jets. He just said Jets. I put the New York and the Jersey in there. James Alexander Perks at MRJ Perks 6789. <clears throat> First half was near flawless. Second half was ugly. Allen and Davis both looked a bit off and were uh, and we allowed the game to be a lot closer than it ever should have been. <laughs> One by double digits. I'm with you, but I, it's it's right. Uh, discipline was also noticed. Defense uh, also got gashed a lot. James Cook looked good, though. Everybody seems to be on the James Cook bandwagon tonight. That's good. On to New Jersey. 207 Bills fan at Reed underscore Levine. Yucky, yucky, yucky second half. But a win is a win. Good news. We still won by 10. Go Bills. Hashtag Wildest Dreamsland. That Wildest Dreamsland thing is catching on, right? My guy Peyton, who's in the chat. He's got the uh, the uh, the Jurassic Park. That is one big pile of <laughs> crap. <laughs> Emoji. Or gif, rather. Sorry couple more for you isaac humphrey at home deck 2010 home dec 2010 not great it wasn't bad it wasn't it may not have been great but it wasn't bad we got a w we got to win people mary in the buff at mary in the buff that's interesting mary are you in the buff or mary are you in buffalo in the buff like without clothing or anyway anyways she she, she said meh <laughs> People, people have like high, like high expectations for these W's now, nowadays. And like, this is what it's, this is what it's come to. We're now at the point as Bills fans, where if the Bills aren't winning, like gloriously high flying balls going down the field, just dis- destroying people. It's like, man, 10 point win. Meh. Get Darren Rogers, first ballot Hall of Famer. Meh. Aaron Jones on that football team. Meh. Who cares? It's hysterical. Love it. Tom Workoff at weather and golf. Sorry. I was, I was wanting to read angel there. Weather at weather and golf. Sometimes you win ugly. Better than losing ugly. Amen, brother. Green Bay fought. Give them credit. In the end, calendar flips to November. Bills are six and one and comfortably lead the AFC. And it's all in front of us. Exactly what we signed up for. The next three and four months will truly be fun. Retweeting that one too. Hashtag wildest dreams land. Got another super chat for you from Peyton plays. Peyton says, this is the true wildest dreams land at 10 point win. Meh. <laughs> it's the, you're not wrong. Peyton. We're at the point where like wildest dreams land is. Yeah, but they didn't really crush them and it wasn't super pretty. Now is, is there an aspect of like primetime television and Josh made some mistakes? Sure. We're all wanting MVP and he played like an MVP in parts of this game. And then there's other parts of this game. Somebody said like in the, in the, in the comments that, or I should say in the tweets that he kind of played like a rookie. It's not completely untrue. Meh, but it's a dub real quick. Let's hear from our uh, title sponsor, John Spastia. Introducing the Market Dominator. Folks, I'm John Spaschak. That's right, the Market Dominator. And I am the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast, hosted by my good friend, Joe Miller. You know, his approach is absolutely outstanding. It's excellent. And that's what our approach is when we get into real estate. We help our clients win, just like our beloved team is doing week in and week out. 
So folks, if you want somebody representing you with the most cutting edge technology, using artificial intelligence and everything we can get our hands on to help you win, you reach out to me directly, 716-570-3298. We will answer our phone. And one more thing, go Bills. Go Bills, that is John Spazchak, good friend of the show, sponsor. If you are in the market to buy or sell a home, please do me a favor and uh, give John and his team a call. 716-570-3298. Man, it has been so awesome hanging out with you guys. You guys are troopers. It's it's after 1 o'clock in the morning on Victory Monday. There's a whole bunch of people on with me live. Let's just, for the heck of it, we got a couple more minutes here. I'm going to see if there's any comments or any questions. If anybody's got a question and you want to ask me a question or whatever just about the game, uh, throw it in the comment section right now. Da, 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 da. We, we got ran through like a... <laughs> Lyle Robinson. We got ran through like a hooker on payday. <laughs> we might be closing the comment section after the first comment <laughs> from Lyle. Oh, Vlad Ostrov. Everyone ex uh, expects Josh Allen to be amazing on every drive and every game. Everyone has bad games, and we still won by two scores. Vlad, you are not wrong. 100%, dude. 100%. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> I've tried to read these comments. I'm never good at reading comments unless I've got a co-host. Pam, I saw Pam down at the tailgate today. I can't believe uh, how I can't believe how is doing this. How how are you doing this right now? Go, Joe. Sorry, I missed it. I yeah, I don't. I think she's saying how I'm still like I had the energy and the gas to do this because yeah, I was hanging out at the dude. It was a beautiful day. Like it was incredible. The tailgate was awesome. There was a ton of people. The Bills Mafia house. The weather was fan freaking tastic. I'm not flushed. I'm just didn't. I didn't adjust my color. <laughs> on my camera i'm good i'm good jay with the comment or the question i should say if you could add any one player to this roster anytime any team and subtract one player to make it more complete somehow who would it be me i'm going jerome bettis wow i'm probably not going jerome bettis <sighs> i have i have concerns about offensive line depth I have concerns about running back, but Jerome Bettis is nowhere even close to the player. If I can go get one player, any player, from any time in history, the guy you're getting is Jerome Bettis? We clearly see running backs differently. <laughs> you and I. Because <laughs> there's running backs that I would go get, and Jerome Bettis is – Barry Sanders, is he an option? If Jerome Bettis is an option, Barry Sanders has got to be an option. Thurman Thomas? Thurman Thomas an option? Like, there's some, there's, some good, there's some good running backs in the NFL right now I wouldn't mind having on this team. One of them was being talked about before this game, Alvin Kamara. How about, how about Jonathan Taylor? Give me Jonathan Taylor on this football team right now. Oh, it's so funny. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. If you love Jerome Bettis, that's awesome. I don't know that Jerome Bettis is the guy that I'd be going to get, but uh, offensive line depth is a concern for me. I think the Bills can get it done with the, with the running backs that they have. You know, there's clear indication that we're going to get another wide receiver before this season is over. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, uh, Peyton says, is it too late to get on the team draft elite guard prospects? That's one thing this team hasn't done a whole lot of drafting guards buff hub looking back i bet the red zone interception was revenge for how gabe davis was getting nipped at by their secondary go bills yeah maybe 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 
you guys are all up in your feelings. Saxon Dave asks, are we making a trade before the deadline? And if we do, what position? I don't think we are. It's weird. I, I don't even know how much I believe these 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 rumors that the Bills are in on Kamara, uh, Kareem Hunt. I can't. Kareem Hunt does not help this football team at all. I don't know where that's even coming from. What is Kareem Hunt bringing to this football team that Duke Johnson is not? If somebody can answer that. Now, if you're talking Nick Chubb, I'm in. Hey, we're going to go get Nick Chubb. Let's do that. Let's get Nick Chubb right now. Kareem Hunt, I got that guy in my practice squad. His name's Duke Johnson. He wears 22. Miss me on that one. Dave, I don't think that the trade deadline is Tuesday at 12 or 4. It's either noon or 4 o'clock. I can't remember which. I don't think the Bills make a move. I could be wrong. I just don't see him doing it. Pamela says, we don't need anyone. Today was an off game. They'll come back. Even better as always. She's not wrong. Richard Rush was at the tailgate. He was at the game. I don't know if Rich is in his hotel room or if he's driving back to Ohio, but uh, it's good to see you, Richard Rush. Appreciate you, appreciate you brother. Peyton places Bo Jackson, right? <laughs> Jerome Bettis. Give me Jerome Bettis. How about Bo Jackson <laughs> before he got his hip injury? <laughs> There's so many players. Roger Craig. I would take Roger Craig before I took Jerome Bettis. There's a slew of Steeler running backs that I would take before Jerome Bettis. <laughs> I don't think Jerome Bettis belongs in the Hall of Fame. So there, I said it. I apologize to anybody that that may have just offended. Jerome Bettis, to me, does not belong in the Hall of Fame. Strange. I'm going to let you guys get up on it here. Uh, it's, it, it, my, time is, my time is up. And I need to go to bed. But ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the overreaction Buffalo post game show. I love all you guys. Appreciate you guys so much for hanging around with me. This this show has been a little bit weird because it's 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 odd to leave a football game at 11:20 11:25 get home at 11:55 and then go live at 12:15. So I appreciate you guys hanging with me and I appreciate uh just yeah, just all the love. Again, point of note, programming note for those of you that were not here when the show started. The Off Tackle with John Fina show, I said it was going to be on two, last week. I, I said it was going to be on Tuesdays going forward at 9 o'clock. That is not true. Uh, it is going to be staying on Mondays at 8 p.m. So the Off Tackle with John Fina show, Mondays, 8 p.m. going forward for the foreseeable future until probably, possibly next season. So just make sure that the make sure you make a note of that if that is a show that you enjoy watching. So John and I will be live tomorrow, Monday, today. Actually, today. It's today. It's Monday at 8 p.m. But ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to the uh, Overreaction po uh, Buffalo Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team. Love you as always. Six and one, baby. Big dubs. Dub club. Victory Monday. Victory Tuesday. Go into this week excited about the fact that we are marching into New Jersey against a Jets team that we should throttle and rolling on to seven and one next week. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bills.